It's time for Speaking of Speaking. Quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you very much, Matt Soper. And yes, it's another edition of Speaking of Speaking. Today, we'll be talking about speaking and technology. And I'm not just talking about PowerPoint. As a matter of fact, I have very strong opinions about PowerPoint, as you found out on a previous episode. Today, I want to talk about speaking or technology, rather, as a way of promoting your speaking and even doing more speaking, because we live in a different world today than we did even five years ago. And technology is going to help you get on more stages. As a matter of fact, technology could even help help you be the stage. Technology could be that stage for you. Before we do that, though, it's another edition of Tales from the World of Public Speaking. And I don't know if you heard about this, but the University of Iowa, a couple of students there have created an app to help with public speaking. And apparently it's basically a Fitbit for your voice. It records a person speaking then gives feedback on things like their pacing or if they're using too many filler words and their tone. Now, the app took several years for them to create. It's apparently only available on iPhones at this time, but they're looking at having it available for other Android devices soon as well. So that's where the world of speaking is going. Now, I don't know what public speaking training the students that created the app have, but it's certainly sounds like a very interesting one that I'll I'll have to check that out and maybe do a review of it down the line. So on episode seven today, it's speaking and technology, because let's face it, technology is everywhere today. I mean, you can't even be in business anymore unless you have some type of a web presence. And it's the same thing for speaking. So if you've decided that speaking is something you want to do as a means to expand your business, to raise your profile, to continue to position yourself as an expert, then you have to do more than think about how do I get on stage? That's still important. So don't get me wrong there. It's still important you get on physical stages and in front of a physical audience as often as you can. And I would say if you aim to do that about once a month, depending on what stage of business you're at and what your goals are, but I would say once a month is a good starting base. For you though, if you're thinking that it's a little bit daunting, try once every other month. So instead of 12 times a year, say you're going to do it six times a year, you're going to get on physical stages. But on top of those six speaking events or those 12 speaking occasions that you're going to have on real stages or in front of a live audience, what else can you do? What other things are out there that will help you get your name in front of as many people as possible? And this is where technology has in recent years, I'd say the last two to five years, been very beneficial. So I've made a list of some things that you can do to get you on, shall we call them maybe digital stages or virtual stages? First off, let's look at social media because social media is so influential in so much of our lives these days. I mean, all you have to do is look at Twitter and how much influence Twitter has as a social media that really, you know, the power of it. But here are some ways as far as social media goes that will help you in positioning yourself as an expert and getting on more physical stages. Number one is having a YouTube channel. You don't have to have an extremely active YouTube channel. You should probably be posting again as often as you possibly can. But anytime you have fresh material, and I would try to have fresh material on a monthly basis, post it to YouTube as well or record something separately 
and get it on YouTube. As a matter of fact, my podcasts should technically be uploaded to YouTube as well, just as a just as a, an audio file, because that way it's reaching more people. So you can do the same thing with your business. Set up a YouTube channel. Firstly, decide how you want to engage your audience. Do you want to, to engage them with entertainment, information, a little bit of both? We call that edutainment. And then set up your YouTube channel. Two other things that are becoming very popular, one is extremely popular and the other is starting to take root as well, are Facebook and LinkedIn Live videos. Now, Facebook Live has been around for quite some time now and it's grown in popularity. I have some opinions as to how people do their Facebook Lives, but safe to say that it's still very popular. And as a matter of fact, on a future episode, what I'll do is I'll talk about how to do your Facebook Live videos and how to do your LinkedIn Live videos to get the maximum results to position yourself to get more clients or whatever it is your goals are for doing those videos. But Facebook Live and LinkedIn Live videos are both very powerful. Now, difference is Facebook Live videos, you could do those every day. You could do those several times a day and the audience probably wouldn't mind too much. LinkedIn Live, it's a little bit more selective, partly because it's a little bit more professional as far as a platform goes. And you want to make sure when you're going on LinkedIn Live that you are reaching the audience that you want and not just speaking to them, but actually connecting with them, getting into their hearts and souls, not just into their ears and into their minds. Okay. So again, I'll do another episode of just LinkedIn Live videos down the line, but those are three very powerful social media platforms, having a YouTube channel, having Facebook Live and LinkedIn Live videos, also having Instagram videos. They tend to be a little bit shorter, but Instagram videos too can give you just a taste, just a little bit. It's it's almost like an amuse-bouche for something else. So you could do that as a link to maybe your Facebook Live video or a tease to what's happening on your YouTube channel. All of those things are very viable for that. The other thing that you should think about as far as, and again, this is another virtual stage. It's what I'm doing right now, and that's podcasting. It's such a wide open playing field right now, the world of podcasting. There's no reason why you, regardless of the business that you're in, is not embracing that medium, is not embracing that way of communication. Podcasting, is it simple? It's easier than a lot of people think. Now, some people think you have to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars and, you know, you'll spend 20 hours or 30 hours a week doing a podcast. That's just not true. I crank out three podcasts a week and there's a system to it. I'm not going to reveal what that system is right now. And again, I'll do that on a future podcast. Happy to share with you how to start podcasting and how to maximize the benefits of that and the effect it's going to have on your audience. But the big thing is to start. And if, by the way, if you have a question on any of this stuff, feel free to drop me a note anytime. Ask Carl at carlspeaks.ca or you can uh, always just connect with me through LinkedIn or Facebook. As a matter of fact, this podcast has a link uh, on Facebook as well. But podcasting is such a wide open playing field that there's no reason why you're not on it. As a matter of fact, I've heard a lot of people use the figure of for every 900 blogs that are out there in the world. Think of the people who are still blogging. There's only one podcast. And by the way, if you don't jump on the podcasting bandwagon, guaranteed your competition will or they already have. 
All right, so embrace it. The other thing that will help you connect with your audience, and this isn't necessarily a virtual stage, but it is a method of communication. And a guy by the name of Mark Mark Mawinney shared this with me. And their daily emails. It's still something I'm embracing. And I'm just about to launch doing daily emails. But they can be very effective in helping showcase an event or product or service, especially if you have a live event or even a virtual event that's coming up, daily emails or webinar. Daily emails is a great way to connect with people. Speaking of webinars, webinars are still a great way to connect with people in the digital world because let's face it, it's it's basically an hour of their time, kind of like a lunch and learn, and they don't have to leave the comfort of their home and they don't have to leave the comfort of their office, which to some people is very, very beneficial. People are pressed for time these days. So think of how much time you can save them by putting together a webinar. Now, there are some misconceptions about the benefits of webinars because most people don't charge for them. You can And as a matter of fact, I would advise that you do dangle a carrot, even if it's only $7, $7 for a digital, a digital conference or something like that. That's huge. Especially if you have a hundred people in your audience, well, that's 700 bucks you just made from having a digital conference or a digital call, a digital lunch and learn. So think about that. Webinars, still very popular. And there's ways, by the way, to organize them and put them together to get the maximum effect and not sound like you're too salesy. Because that's a a lot of reasons why people don't jump on webinars or why they've gotten a bad rap is because of the fact that they have been used a lot to just sell, sell, sell. If you position your webinar properly, The selling is easy, and I will show you how to do that on an upcoming podcast too. Here's another one, virtual networking. That's basically like like networking, going to a BNI group or another group like that, but virtually. I belong to two virtual networking groups. They meet once a week, and I connect with both of them. I've spoken a couple of times at both of those networking groups, and they operate pretty much the same way a regular networking group does, except it's a virtual call. So it's through Zoom or Skype or some type of network like that. Some virtual networking groups use GoToMeeting. There are many different platforms for the actual hosting part of that meeting. The most effective one I find is still Zoom. Still works great. But there are so many of them out there. That allows you though, once you're a part of one of those groups, to be a speaker. And if you're a speaker, that means you can now showcase your product and your services. How about putting together an online program? Even if it's a six-step or seven-step process to help people have better lives or better businesses, whatever it is, a six- or seven-step program or even a five-step program is a great way to connect. And the way that I like to do it is with videos and then with the video accompanying the video is also a workbook and maybe some templates and handouts to go along with that. And then, of course, the other thing is just videos, videos that you have on your website that showcase you as the expert and as a speaker. And I know people that are starting to embrace this a little bit more. And by the way, I have partnered with a guy by the name of Jason Reed, who runs Power Story Studios. And one of the things that he is doing is helping people put together the videos that they would have on their website, their signature videos. So if you're interested in a signature video, if you're ready for one, if you don't have one and you think your business needs one, you're probably right. It probably does. But if you're ready for that, again, drop me a note. Ask Carl at carlspeaks.ca. Happy to share that information with you. 
I'm going to leave it at that. But just to recap, there are many ways to get in front of an audience more than just on the stage. Number one, is social media. So YouTube, have a YouTube channel, Facebook, LinkedIn live videos, have those. Even Instagram videos are very beneficial as well. Podcasting, a great way to get your message out. And again, like I said, it's a wide open playing field still with lots of room for you to host a podcast. Daily emails. It's not a virtual stage, but it is a way to showcase maybe an event or something that is coming up or guests that you're going to be having at an event or on an upcoming podcast. Great way to connect you and remind people that you're there. Virtual networking. Virtual networks are virtually popping up everywhere. (laughs) They kind of are. So why not embrace one that's in your community or why not embrace one that's somewhere else? And if you'd like a list of them, I can certainly connect you up with one of those. Online programs, a great way to connect with people and get in front of them with some tutorial videos. And then videos for your website of you speaking, of you sharing with people what it is that you do and what it is that you do best. I'm going to leave it right there. Hopefully this has been very beneficial. If you ever have a question, drop me a note, askcarl at carlspeaks.ca. On our next podcast, we'll be chatting with Diana Lidstone. She's known as the Entrepreneur's GPS. We'll tell you all about that on the next edition of Speaking of Speaking. My name is Carl Richards. Get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca and don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking 